there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. BadSecretMedia.com Gamers, welcome to Sick of Those Podcast. On this week's episode, we go to California. Whoa, son. Now, just where do you think you're going, boy? California. I'm player one, the magical truck, Toby. Please sit down and have fun. Just, just sit down and have fun, damn it. I'm player two, Power Glove Goobs. Hey, it's the wizard. I brought my friends, too. I wanted to show them perfection. You know, I hope you don't get nervous like last time was. We wouldn't want you to whiz on someone. <laughs> and we also have a special guest. Please introduce yourself, special guest. I'm player three, California Jenny. We're too late. <coughs> he touched my breast! This is a usually a retro video game review show, uh, but we're going to be reviewing a video game-based movie? Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> it's a movie that has video games in it. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't figure it <laughs> well, out. <that's> <laughs> it's, it's not. That every kid that like, loved Nintendo back in the day. Yeah, if you were born in the 80s and you loved Nintendo, you totally saw this movie. <laughs> so instead of doing one of our regular episodes, we are doing a cutscene. Goobs, tell us what movie we, we watched. Fuck, man, we did The Wizard. We certainly did The Wizard. We certainly did. Put some more energy in that voice, bro. Come on. Why do you sound so sad? Listen, this was my first time to ever watch this movie. The only oh, really? The only frame of reference I had for this movie was the part about the Power Glove, because it's in one of my favorite bands, Horse the Band. They have a song called Cuts Man, and they have a, a movie clip uh, in the intro and outro. I love the power glove. It's so bad. That's all I know of this movie before. Oh, crazy. Yep. Yep. So, uh... I've watched this movie, so has Jenny, throughout her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of times. <laughs> See, so there's going to be nostalgia on your parts, and there's going to be lots of angry adult Toby on my well, part. nostalgia, yes and no, because although we've watched this movie many times over our life, I guaranteed I haven't watched it in the past ten years. Like, so it was kind of a rewatch again because I have bad memory. So, you know. Yeah. And, and you're older. <laughs> there are and, certain and parts that are nostalgic, but you're, you're older. Very different. You got some new, like, views on stuff. So, you know, more stuff. And 
Yeah. Got them adult eyes. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I'm dreading this. Jenny, uh, you were kind enough to help me out with the deets. Uh, sure was. So, uh, Goobs, should we should we let the bean give us all the deets on this? Yeah, let's bean our way right into the deets. Okay, so this movie was released in theaters in North America December 15th, 1989, which would have made me and Goobs a wonderful age of six years old. I was one, well, 19. He would have been five, turning six. Close enough. Uh, directed by Todd Holland, written by David Chisholm, and it was starring Fred Savage as Corey, Luke Edwards as Jimmy, Jenny Lewis as Haley. You had the hunkamania Christian Slater as Nick <laughs> and Bo Bridges as Sam. Uh, movie was put out by Universal Studios and a couple others, like two other small production companies, who, but mostly Universal. Who was the dad? Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Okay. Because I was like, is that is that John Ritter? No, they looks. I thought the same thing too, and then when I looked it up, I was like, oh. The entire time I was watching it, I was like, I can't tell if that's him, but it doesn't like feel like a John Ritter, and I love John Ritter, so I was the whole time I was conflicted on. Whether I hate this movie, but now I can officially say what I that I, <gasps> I know. <laughs> I didn't completely hate it. Good, good. It was weird seeing uh, young Christian Slater, though. That was that was odd. Oh, what a handsome dude! See, I thought it was the guy who played Superman. <laughs> really, the minute I saw him, I was like, "Oh, Christian Slater." You thought it was Christian because he Reeves? was hot at that time. Like, no, not Christopher Reeves. Henry Cavill, that guy. No, <laughs> which What's Superman? There's been so many. Oh, um, Dean Kane, the one who played him on TV. Oh no, not Dean Kane at all. I'm thinking about the guy from Stand by Me. Jesus. Oh my God, this is going all over the oh place. Oh my God. Okay. Terry O'Connell. There you were go. close. Okay. okay, but no. Sliders. Definitely not Sliders boy. But he, they, yeah, kind of. I can see that, but no. Not. Then I'm like, oh no, that's uh, Mr. Slater. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Slater himself. Well, that's your deets. <sighs> You're making me angry with this like sadness. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm trying. Well, we're supposed to be unbiased. It, it, that you're, we're supposed to be until the end, and then we talk about how we feel about it. But it's kind of seeping in real early on. <laughs> this is your Bubsy. <laughs> yes, this is my Bubsy. I think. Keep it up, just keep it up. Okay, I guess I guess we ought to just get into the 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 meat and potatoes of this and get into the uh, story and start talking about the beats of this uh, movie. Grab a fork and knife. Let's get into the beats. Ha <laughs> ha. I like it. Although beats are gross. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them either. Okay. So we're going to start this movie off. Uh, this is okay. This is a pretty cool perspective. The fucking song. Oh what my god, the, the music in this movie is banging. The one, though, not the one that opens up. Oh no, like the rest of the Talks about a boy's weird. journey in his life. Of, yeah, it's weird. How two friends become men. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening here? <laughs> well, the, the the kid Jimmy is just walking down the street by himself. Okay, no. okay, hold on, hold oh, on. God. That's, that's, so you gotta understand, I've never seen this movie before. This fucking kid's walking down what looks like the desert. And there's a yeah. fucking plane flying overhead, and there's a sheriff, and they're like, there he is! He's up ahead! He's up ahead! And he's just calmly walking. It's not like he's running, so it's like, what is already happening? I'm so confused. 
<laughs> Apparently, the kid's trying to get to California. Okay. No, I was trying to get to California. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that best. there. It's the best. Oh, my God. I cannot hear California. That's the only thing the kid says. No, it's not. Part, for the most for part. For the most part, yes. Yeah, for but the most part. But mostly. So he's got this little lunchbox. See, now these are also notes that I was writing as I was watching this because I was like, I don't know what this means or anything. But I was just writing down little details and I was like, he's carrying a lunchbox and he has a hell of a dream of walking through the fucking desert, apparently. <laughs> so the kid. Get on a mission. Uh, you get introduced to, like, I guess it's like a therapist of some sort. And it, it's. Yeah, the cops pulls over, picks him up, obviously, and takes Take him back. home. Yeah, and the all these characters you don't know who they are yet, and they're just like he's got trauma, and he tries to run off all the time, and they're concerned about him getting near a river, and at any moment's notice, like he could everything could be fine, and he could just up and run off. And the uh, therapist says that he likes to stack stuff, so they kept bringing this up about stacking stuff, and I was like, oh, he's gonna play fucking Tetris. <laughs> you would think that. So why the f- what was the whole point of stacking stuff? Like what? There is a point that it gets to near the end of the movie. If you paid attention, you would have got the point. Okay, okay. See, I, I <laughs> it is explained it. near can, the end. You can point it out. When I'll we get fill to it that. in at that point. Yeah. Okay. Because it is explained. Uh, but they, they, they but they just play off the stacking things as like that's just him expressing himself. Then it cuts to. What I assumed was John Ritter burning a casserole for his two kids. Apparently, these two. Yeah, for Savage and. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Corey and what's what's the brother's name? Nick. Nick. Okay. So this was already confusing. This is too much fucking. Okay, like I have a crazy family tree. Why would they put this kind of fucking family tree into a movie where you have to be like, oh, well, these are brothers, but then they have the half brother, which you find out is Jimmy. Like, yeah, legit. It was confusing for like the first half an hour. You're like, how does this fit together? I, that, yes. Yes. Like, I see all the pieces, but how do they play together at this point? Right. I'm very confused. <laughs> well, anyways, they're talking about putting the other kid which we don't know his name yet but his name's jimmy they talk about how they're gonna put jimmy in a home they're gonna put him in a home which is awful (laughs) it is awful let's just say that but again like you're still trying to wrap your head around the like half brothers but these two are full brothers and that's not yeah so what's happening (laughs) and nick's an alcoholic that likes to steal trucks yeah gets caught drinking and shit yeah yeah his dad's yelling at him and stuff and anyways uh (laughs) Corey starts throwing darts at his wall later on, and for some reason, he's hitting, like, different, like, parts on the map. He's like, Nebraska. But then he hits... California! And he starts doing the same weird shit that his brother's doing about California kind of stuff. Which, this didn't make any sense to... Okay. Goobs. (laughs) Bean. Yes. <laughs> the lo- the logic in this fucking movie. This movie was written by a child. I mean, if you say so, but I think it's great. <laughs> because- These are like classic 80s movie tropes. Like there was tons of 80s movies where it was throwing a dart out of the big thing was like throw a dart and wherever it lands, you're going. Like I guess. These were things of the time. So they are very fitting to that time. But like I mean, I get it. Like who the hell does that? But <laughs> Well, he ends up 
leaving his house with his skateboard, his dad and, and brother are arguing, and he goes to pick up Jimmy from the home and take I'll him. pick him out, break him break out. Break him out, break yeah. Him, okay, okay. To take him away Whoa. from the home. Hold up. Break out is mm-hmm. really, really strong word for fucking just casually walking into this quote home and casually walking out of said home in with zero security. <laughs> no one tries to stop them. It's not even him sneaking around. He's got this fucking back. Well, they kind of tried to sneak. Yeah, he snuck a little because <sighs> they went through that like side door to get out. And, like, oh, they're looking around, but yeah, it was a very yeah. He's just going into random people's home. room, like of other children that yeah, are just looking there. in. Oh, you're not my brother. Later. Oh, later. <laughs> so they end up sneaking in the back of a, be- a bread truck. Which is brilliant. Not just a bread truck. It has fucking uh, hostess. Yeah, hostess cakes. Cupcakes, man. Twinkies. <laughs> right. That's why I was like, do you like chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apparently this is also the worst bread truck driver ever because he doesn't notice that there's two children in his little bitty truck. No, he even delivers a load. He delivers the tray and doesn't come back with it because if he came back, he'd have to put it back in and then he would have seen them. Okay, so well, then he drops off a tray. I know, it's so weird. Still. That's what I'm saying. The logic already is just like fucking phew, right out the goddamn window. We, the logic but is, it is fun. <laughs> it's fun a couple of times, but then at one point you're like, God damn, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I the cops it. know that Jimmy's gone again and the mom and the dad discuss needing to the get... The cops are pissed because they don't have... Can't keep spending this money. This kid keeps running away, yeah. and the cops keep having to go and find Jimmy. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they're sending fucking planes after him and shit, yeah, the, the overtime. So they need Jimmy back uh, because he's handicapped. Uh, he doesn't speak at all. He's 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 uh w- he's got trauma. That's all we know at this point. He's got trauma. He's mostly nonverbal yes. with trauma. The cops also don't give a shit if Corey comes back or not. They're like, we just want to get Jimmy back. We don't care about Corey. Like, he kind of makes some kind of weird, like, huh, what kind of fucking cop is this? Well, it's it's not even so much the cop. It's they hire somebody who's like a a runaway specialist. Like this guy. bounty hunter. Yeah, pretty much a bounty hunter for kids who have ran away. And they, because Jimmy's parents are paying him, that's why they're like, we don't care about Corey. What the fuck? Like, we just need and to. And Corey's dad guy. and brother Nick are there yeah. in the room. They're like, well, Excuse fuck that. Excuse me. Yeah. Like, screw you. So I refer to that bounty hunter guy as the bad guy because I never caught his yeah, name. The douchebag. Uh, Putnam? Putnam. Putnam. Yeah, Putnam. Well, Mr. Putnam or whatever. I'm never going to remember that. He's the bad guy. Just call but- him King Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically tells uh, the dad, like, I don't know. like someone it. Chris Hansen would want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically tells the dad, like, if I don't bring that kid back. Oh, because the dad's like, we'll go get them. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't get paid if I don't bring that kid back. So now it's. This a, is my livelihood. It's, this, movie <laughs> so is about, this movie is a race between these, the dad and the brother. And then this bad guy trying Plotman. to get to the kids first. That's what that's yeah. very like 80s plot right there. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Totally. We have the A plot and the B plot now going. Right. And you know what? At any point of this movie, if they were like, we need to raise money to save the rec center, I would have been like, fuck, yeah. Of course you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but that never uh, came up. So here's 20 bucks. <laughs> Jimmy and, and uh, Corey sneak out of the truck. 
and they start walking down the road. This is after that scene. Uh, the next scene, it's raining, and they're both standing in a phone booth. For like two seconds, it shows this little scene. They're like downpour, yeah. But then it's, it's fucking pointless. To, I think it's like showing the struggle. It, yes, <laughs> but it's like a two-second scene, and then it shows them both riding uh, the skateboard down a road, and a fucking semi almost hits them. It just honks at them. Like, first off, what kid is ballsy enough to go two people on a skateboard down a steep hill with traffic. Well, I know it is. The yeah. Big the big long boards, yeah. <laughs> Fish boards. For sure. But it's just crazy. Like, <laughs> like this is fucking nuts. <laughs> but then it, and then it, there's so many montages in this movie. And then then it's them walking and they're still in this fucking desert. They set up a campfire like on the side of a fucking cliff. Because they have lighters, probably. Like legit, that cat, that Corey kid must have been a Boy Scout because he can light a fire better than I can. No, no, that shit. was a good fire for two kids. Like, <laughs> we know Jimmy ain't lighting that. Yeah, fire. exactly. Like that was all Corey. Hey, and they're brave too. Like my yeah. bitch ass is thirty two. I'd have been like, I'm, I'm not sleeping out here. There's fucking snakes. Like, where's the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> so like. I mean, we're supposed to believe that these two kids are, are surviving what looks to be a couple of days in the desert. Yeah, they got cupcakes and Twinkies. are <laughs> fine. Sure. Okay, okay, there. You gave me some logic. I'm going to pretend like their backpack was full of candy and, and sweets and stuff. Yeah, he stole it from the Perfect. truck. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it's it's stated. Like, okay, I got see, a bag I missed full that. of Twinkies. I, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm trying to plug all these logic holes because it it hurts my. Oh, head. Use a, oh if you rub two Twinkies together fast enough, does that start a fire? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Remember, matches were very easily accessible and to children them, in the '80s. You yeah. could grab matches off the counter. Well, none of, of the them store. wear glasses to start because you start a fire with glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. Matches from a convenience store counter because they were everywhere. Well, then it cuts to the next scene, and they're obviously getting dropped off in a town. So now we have adults almost hitting these two kids on the highway, on, on the road, yep. and not calling the cops. We have, they're just hitchhiking, and people are picking them up. I know this is the 80s. It's a different time. Yeah, so I was just about to say, again, it's the 80s. Man, like, none of this phases <sighs> in the 80s. I don't know. This is just 80s, early 90s behavior. Like, now, Never. What, you never hitchhiked in the 80s and 90s? No I mean, time? I didn't, but I know lots of people who did. We were kids, like. <laughs> but hitchhiking was a big thing. So, they get dropped off in town. Now they're at this bus stop, and they find the first video game reference we get, which is yeah. Double Dragon. Jimmy plays Double Dragon. It's funny that Jimmy plays as Bimmy. Uh, so apparently he gets 50,000 points in Double Dragon, and Corey is super impressed. And now Badass. we meet a new... They're trying to buy bus tickets to get the fuck to California. To California, yeah. To where? Ca no, California! California. <laughs> I can't believe we said it normally. <laughs> shame. So there's a girl we're about to get introduced to. She's watching all this happens, and she follows them outside just because she's nosy. For There's no absolute reason for her to be nosy like this. Oh, no, there well, she is. she was watching them play Double Dragon. And then the cop showed up. Yeah, they, so then she hit her face. They again. ran and hid. Right. And Jimmy okay, and yes. uh, Corey. But still, Corey. it's not in her business. No, she's a nosy little snot, for sure. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something no, else. I was a child. I'm being proper. <laughs> She's not a child anymore. Well, she was at the time. Okay, fair enough. So Corey offers Jimmy to challenge her at Double Dragon for her bus ticket that she has, apparently. Well, she loses this little bout, but she doesn't want to give up her ticket. 
But at the exact same time, the bus is leaving off. Bye bye. So what the fuck is the point of being like, oh, I'll play you for my ticket. Oh, it's the bus is leaving already, so it's useless to everyone. Well, because she probably thought she was going to win and then could take the bus, but God, timing is a bitch. Yeah, the <laughs> timing was terrible. So uh, I, I just didn't understand the point of that. I get it. it. I don't know. Okay, no, know so now we're we're going to cut back. The dad and the big brother are looking for them. But then it cuts back again. Jimmy is playing Ninja Gaiden. Yoink. And now we found out her name is Haley. She, they're talking about how good Jimmy is at video games. He's never played before either. Yeah, this is like the first time he's playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a competition for $50,000. Which in the 80s was a shit ton of money. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so where was this competition in? California! <laughs> uh, sh- this is where we get the first wizard reference, because she calls him a wizard at video games. That's right. And she offers to help them if she gets some of that money. Half of it. Yeah, half. Half of it. Not a third. Half. Yeah. Which I find it strange at this point that no one has questioned why this child is by herself. They're not like, why are you by yourself? She hasn't told that oh, story yet. Yeah, so like none of them, like, well, she knows why what they're doing because they're like, we're going to California. <laughs> but like, she hasn't told them what she's doing yet. So it's very strange. I'm like, are you like, what is up with this? And she's really far from home, which you find out yeah. later. Like, she was really far from home. Mm-hmm. So now we get a little cut back to the dad and the older brother and the scumbag dude looking uh, in a town for the kids at the same time. So this is going to just be the recurring theme is that they bump into each other. The scumbag. Over and over again. And these are yeah. the, my favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah, they're like, funny. These are the best. Okay, I'll give you that. I think these, just the encounters, because it's, first off, it's always stupid how easily they just bump into each other in these fucking random towns that they're just, like, randomly looking for children in. Uh, the scumbag dude jumps out of the car and stabs the dad's tires. <laughs> and, like, so, like, an evil villain, like, runs up, crouches down, looks around, like, <laughs> stab, runs to the oh, next one. Oh, he does one. that evil laugh, like, 20 times. Stab, like, like, it's so fucking priceless. It's such, like, a... The... Sorry, go ahead. It... If you didn't know who the villain was before, you just gotta wait till he goes. <laughs> you sure as hell do it. now. Yeah, fucking Gargamel stabbing yeah, exactly. tires. Exactly, so funny. He needs a fucking Muttley. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Anyways, the dad pulls out a fucking shovel and starts beating the shit out of his car, and uh, oh, he starts smashing the whole front end. Yeah, and... first it's the headlights, then it's the mirrors, and then the guy takes off, and then he tries to throw the shovel through the, the window. Javelin. Yeah, misses. but then it missed. For Sparta! Aww. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but it's good. The kids are back in a truck. Uh, it's like a farmer's truck, and there's cows and stuff, and she says she knows how the rules of the road work. Oh, God. She claims that she's very, like, street smart and be able to read people really well. But as soon as you hey. hear rules of the road, you think of Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> oh, my That's God. Right? Thinking. Right? <laughs> it's like, no. I was like, wait, what did she say? Inappropriate. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she's too young. Yeah, you don't Anyways. know these things, girl. <laughs> she she suggests that they pull their money together and the farmers end up seeing how much money they have and fucking rob these kids. And like no offense, <laughs> yeah, you do. rob four adults, 
grown men rob three children for $87? Yeah. Like, it's not like it's 500 bucks. Like, what kind of asshole would rob <laughs> children on their own and leave them at the side of the road to fend for themselves after you tried to punch a child? Like, hey, yeah, we just learned Jimmy's price to rob children. It's $87. $88. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Never. Never rob a child. That's awful. Like, obviously, these kids need help if they're hitchhiking. So they cut back to the dad and the older brother, and they're getting new tires. The older brother apparently had fixed Corey's old Nintendo that just happened to be in the truck. The dad and was super impressed. To, yeah, he he hooked it up to a TV, and he was playing Super Mario Brothers two. And, and the dad's like, "What is this?" I will I will like note here not that I'm very nerdy about cars, but one thing I love about cars is white walls. So when there's like, "All we got in your size is white walls," I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> this old beater <laughs> truck rocking two white walls. <laughs> That made me very happy. <laughs> so now the kids hitch a ride from more adults. No questions asked. Yep, not Corey worried had, about getting robbed again. No, and Corey had $4 hidden in his uh, pocket. I don't Underwear. Know, Which this underwear, girl was like, lit, oh, his sock, they said. No, but, no. It, yeah, it was, she said it was $4 in your sock. I thought it was in his underwear. No, it was in his sock. But like this girl she was. He turns around and gets it out of his fucking underwear. Oh, I thought. Well, she said you put it in your sock, but maybe it was in his underwear. But, anyways, he snuck, like smuggled $4 after change from food. But this girl's like watching him. Like, holy Toledo. Yeah. Well, she's basically like, we can scam some people to make some money. And they walk into a restaurant and they see these two older guys playing an arcade machine and they challenge them. It cuts to them with a handful of money and. Yeah, like businessmen, score. Yeah. <laughs> it's like these older guys, yeah. So, yeah, they end up sleeping in it. They win a bunch of money, and they go to sleep in the junkyard. Um, what a cool place to sleep. Let's just mention that. Yeah, unless there's dogs there. Yeah, I was about to say, what about the junkyard dog? <laughs> JYD. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he puts on a Halloween mask, and she fucking clocks him. Like, hilarious. Fucking, yeah, because the whole, her whole thing is, I'm never scared. Yeah, I'm never scared, yeah. And then he put the mask on and tried to scare her and just got knocked the fuck out. And I think around this point, she starts explaining, like, oh, I have a lot of friends and, like... Yeah, I have a yeah. big, big house. house. all of that. My dad drives a truck. He drops me off, so I go back home to take care of it. Yeah, stuff like that. So she starts talking about her backstory a little bit, but obviously it's, you know, who knows. Right. So the next scene, uh, it's bikers roll up, and they just hop on, and they give them a ride. I loved this part. I was like, fuck, (laughs) yes. Bikers are, like, the biggest softies. They're just like, yo, kids, come on. (laughs) Kids are riding double with the bikers. It's great. Again, no one's asking questions about these goddamn kids. Nope. She she starts bringing up something about strategy guides and magazines to help Jimmy or something. So whatever. Now they're with the biker gang, and there's a montage of them going down the road. Which is awesome. It shows uh, them holding signs, looking for a ride, and cutting back to the father and the older brother. Read and the bad guy. bust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's just a montage of like the, the dad looking and the bad guys looking, and they're looking for rides. It's yep. just another fucking montage. Classic eighties. So, uh, it shows the kids in the back of the truck passing the bad guy. They're listening to music or something. They're sitting in the back, and the bad guy's like, "Turn that music down." Yeah, turn that down. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious how close. He was so close. Yeah. That was kind of cute, I suppose. <laughs> I hate that guy. So, <laughs> Corey and Jimmy are hustling more kids in a restaurant. And the cabinet says F1 Dream. But as I was watching the gameplay, it looked like Rad Racer. I did confirm that that was Rad Racer and not F1 Dream. I don't know why it was in an F1 Dream cabinet. Anywho. 
Some, which I probably just Fun fact spoilers! (laughs) My name's Goobs in this episode. Apparently. (laughs) If I say that twice, tell me that we already said that. (laughs) I've got a lot. (laughs) Uh, Some kid at a different table says, he can't be the kid named Lucas. So he's like, let's meet Lucas. And they take Where do you find Lucas? So question, has anybody ever... Like, gone up in an arcade and, like, challenged somebody. Yeah. You have? Okay, I never have. Put your quarter down. Like, you've actually done it? Okay, well, like, the Street child? Fighter like, or like, something like I that. I never have. Never. Like Street Fighter and shit, yeah. You yeah. put your quarter down. Next to the line. Let's go. And then if you win, you keep playing? Oh, okay. Because, like, I, I've never been good enough at video games to ever challenge anybody. Even as an adult, I would get whooped by a child. <laughs> I would do it only on fighting games. I wouldn't, like... Well, that's why I wanted to know, like, how realistic game. that actually was. Like, when they oh, were just yeah. like, I can like, get the high, a higher score than you in Dig Dug. Like, yeah, no, that's never happened. To yeah, me. see, that's why I didn't know, right? I'm like, is this actually like a realistic thing that went down? Like, anyways, continue. <laughs> so, uh, they take him to Lucas, and this kid starts bragging about his 97 NES video games and tells him to pick one. You know, very tells Jimmy specific to pick number, one. like 97. This kid is such a shit-eating face, like... Yeah, he's a dick. He, he's like that typical 80s bully, just like, piece of shit character you want to punch. Yeah. Like, pretty boy, but douchebag. With a fucking mullet? Yeah. <laughs> well, old Lucas, they're about to play Rad Racer, and uh, old Lucas busts out the power glove. It's so bad. He shows him how badass he is at Rad Racer. He has lackeys. I hope the power glove up to right? the NES. Yeah, he's got bitches who like, yeah, set everything up. He's got fucking groupies. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Good job. You know, I was always, I was always cartridge caddies. Friend, nice. I, I was friends. I was, I was always the one that was pretty decent at video games in my little friend group, and no one treated me like I was a fucking king boss or nothing. So if the people that did that were cartridge caddies, what are like the bitches like me who like to watch? Are we cartridge bunnies? Like, you know, there's like yes. puck bunnies for <laughs> hockey. Is that what we are? Okay, sweet. Want a title? I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy sees how good Lucas is and he just fucking bolts out yeah, of the house. Peace out. And Fuck off. Walk away. Runs and Lucas tells them that he'll be at the competition and too. That it's the power of love. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> so the dad and the big brother are We cannot talk about this movie without. Quoting that line. Oh, God, yeah. That's like one of the most classic lines from this movie. So, the next scene, the dad and the brother are sharing a bed, and they end up arguing, and the big brother ends up jumping up and hooking up the Nintendo and playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, as they're arguing, he's like, I can't sleep now. Yeah. Yeah, so then it cuts to the brother being woke up by the dad cussing, and he's playing the video game. Which I find is awesome, because it started, like, the first time he was like, what a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. And now he is so fucking into this game, like the Turtles game. He's like, couldn't sleep. No, no, no. Like, it's great. Yeah, I made that jump and I got the scroll. I'm on this level now. It's really great. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it gets worse, though, because at one point, they don't even fucking care about finding the kids. They're just, like, concerned with the video game. I know. I'm like, aren't you worried about the boy? Like, get over yeah, the game, yeah, bro. It, you can play the game it later. It gets a little concerning to where it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so the kids wake up and Jimmy is gone. It looks like uh, an old. It looks like they're at like an old outdoor movie theater. Yeah, they're yeah. driving. Drive-in, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, Jimmy's stacking popcorn boxes. Another hint that fucking Tetris is going to be the game that he wins at. But no. So this is no. where in the movie... Well, wait. No, not till after? Is this where Corey freaks out? Yeah. And knocks all the boxes over? Yeah. So after that happens, he starts building again, and Haley's watching him. And then she goes and talks to Corey and explains, like... That signifies his connection with Corey. That, to him, the stacking is like stability, safety, like classic traits in, let's say, a child with autism, or that's on the spectrum. So it's really right. like a protective thing, and it shows his connection to his brother. So that gotcha. pretty much is what the stacking is about. Well, they get in such a big argument at this point, too, that uh, Haley is about to bail on them. And the kids, they beat at the restaurant. Okay, yeah, restaurant. They they come out and they start. They want their hey, 20 want bucks back. Let's make two yeah. fucking words here. Three words. Sore fucking losers. These kids are like <laughs> teenagers. Yeah, they're older. Taking on well, children. Now, One of them with problems. Here's where we, we learn more about Jimmy's lunchbox. Oh, because they heart. start looking through it thinking the money's in there. And they also steal his hat, which I didn't realize was going to be a big important thing later, but yeah. it, they stole his hat. So they end up uh, giving the guys all the money, and then Corey and Haley see what's in the lunchbox. And we learn that Jimmy had a twin sister, yes. which would be Corey's half-sister. Yep. And she drowned near a river. Yeah, when somehow, they were younger. Yes. Somehow... That's how Jimmy's mom got custody of him and why Corey's dad has him. Well, because I think because they split up and then... Yes. Because he was only half, he took the... Yeah, you know, anyways. Corey acts like it's not his half-sister the entire time, though. While he's explaining it, he's... It's the f fucking weirdness. Uh, well, no, it could be the stepbrother. Like, the kid was already born when the two parents met. The twins are already there, maybe. I think that... No, that's his half-brother. So, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe it's a dissociative thing. Like, he just doesn't want to deal with it, right? So, they also made it sound like it was Nick's fault. But they never come back to that plot line. Yeah, they yeah, imply. But then they imply it again with, like, all the fighting and stuff. And Nick was and supposed to be yeah. looking after them. Yeah, he was supposed to be yes. watching somebody who fucked off or something. And then she drowned. Which is fucking horrific. Yeah, it Dude, is. that was crying number one. Yeah. So now Corey wants to throw in the towel and quit, but Jimmy doesn't want to and tells yeah, He comes up and says, no. I don't want to quit. Oh, my heart just broke for that poor boy. Oh, yeah. Corey got punched in the face, dude. Yeah. By the, yeah, by the bullies. By the bullies. That's why she was yeah. finally like, stop, just give them the money. <laughs> he gave them the money. They took some more. It's like, that's interest. Yeah. It's like, you shitheads. Yeah. So somehow the bad guy is hot on their trail and knows that Haley is with them. How the fuck does he know? No one knows. He just fucking knows. So this is where I have to start plugging my, my fucking theories in. Didn't he talk to Lucas already at that point? Lucas said they're going to California. California. Yes. But he doesn't know about Haley. Like, he didn't know about Haley. And now he does. Oh, uh, maybe. And he's like, so this guy. Is a piece of can, shit. He has some kind of power. They all have powers. 
That's the only way to describe all of this. Because how the fuck can three little kids just get their way across country? They have fucking mind controlling. <laughs> They're just convincing cute little children. And how can these fucking uh, the dad and the brother and this asshole that's trying to catch them? Because they have fucking locators. They can child locate, not but not exact pinpoint. They oh, have fucking funny. powers. Child echolocation? Yes. Checko? Little checko? It's the only way this any of this makes any sense, okay? So, the dad sees um, the fucking guy and just fucking crushes his car with his Oh, truck. yeah, he just... Oh, yeah, he just sees him, looks like, at what his are you son, doing? Yeah, and just floors it. Smashes the shit out of the end of it, or the... The front? The trunk. Yeah, or the trunk, he and hits, then the front. He hits... Yeah, he hits the car like three or four times. Yeah. Well, the old guy's just watching on a porch drinking a beer. Laughing. <laughs> and and it ends up totaling his truck. And that's the other thing. The cops do not give a fuck what is happening in this fucking no. world. Until later. Yeah, then fucking Putman, like, reverses and smashes the fuck out of the truck. And, like, and then totally writes it off. You cannot move no more. And his car is like, Wah! All <laughs> right. Down the street. Okay. Okay, remember my name at the beginning of the show? The Magical Truck? Yep. Yeah, we'll get more into that. So, they decide that Jimmy needs to play every game he can to get him ready, but there's like 70 he's never played. So now it cuts to some dude named Spanky. Fucking Spanky just comes out of nowhere. Just fucking thin air. Spanky's a brand new character. She just happens to know. And uh, they're in Reno now. We're in Reno, by the way. Is her bad friend? Yeah, it's her. He's like an old trucker buddy ever dad's. That he just uh, materializes out of thin air, so she finds him. She knows where to find him. She goes and finds him at the casino. No, she's got another power. She can just (laughs) teleport him wherever she wants. She probably just knows he's a gambling addict. So, anyways, she's standing on the outside yelling at him what to gamble on, and he she's making all this. No one money. else notices. Yeah, right. Like a little kid is yelling at this guy to place all these bets. Hard eight or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, they finally kick him. They finally kick him out. Yeah, because like no cause children they, in a casino. But they, let, yeah. they let him keep the money. Yeah, I noticed that he's still putting the money in his pocket. <laughs> oh, he gave it to her or whatever. Yeah, she took. She's it. like he. They. I think they said that they won four hundred dollars total. And she gives him ten dollars. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> I mean, not nice little girl. Yeah. Swindler. <laughs> mean little girl. Selfish little girl. Anyways, okay, so here's the part where she's like, We're gonna call the Nintendo Power Hotline or whatever the, the Nintendo Power Help thing was, and we're gonna ask for for tips and stuff. And this always blew my mind that this was a real fucking thing. Yeah, it's a real yeah, thing. You could what a cool job that people just call like, I can't beat this level. First off, what a bitch that you're calling because you can't beat a level, pussy. Figure it out. But like, <laughs> it's still crazy to me. I bet it was a 900 number that you had to pay oh, for. Oh, definitely. For sure. Like, for sure. It's only the rich kids who called. <laughs> it's funny because the first game she asked about is Simon's Quest. So that's, he's like, all right, so where, where are you stuck at? <laughs> and then it goes on. It's like, start at the beginning. She just yeah. keeps this guy on the phone for, for fucking like weeks, hours. Like weeks. Oh, His outfits days. change. A is fine. Okay, so now Corey is. This little casino also has an arcade on it, but Corey's walking around like a hotshot because they had $400. Oh, the fucking girl. Uh, candy pop. 
chips. Yeah, it's yeah. like keep it's like the, the change. The, the waitresses that like sell you cigarettes or fucking alcohol. Casino. drinks. Yeah. So, anyways, he's all fucking high and mighty now, Eyeballing. and uh, high rolling. Yeah, That's uh, what we're looking for. so it cuts to another montage of Jimmy playing on arcade machines while Haley's on the phone with the hotline people. He plays. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mega Man, Contra, Super Mario Brothers 2, Ninja Gaiden, Rad Racer. The montage ends with the bad guy on the phone with the mom, and the dad and the brother catch up with the the bad guy again. <laughs> so the bad guy sabotages them while they're in the diner because they pull up and uh, get some food. Yeah, and this wrecked. <laughs> yes, they don't even see him. He pays. Some fucking guy to tow their truck. He gives the guy fifty dollars. Hey, you want to make a old fifty <laughs> or a hard fifty, whatever he says. <laughs> oh, so, funny. so the the dad and the brother find the bully that stole Jimmy's hat, which is who this kid's in the diner. They're always in the fucking diner, and they know it's his hat because the hat has the name of his dad's company, which yeah, is Wood, landscaping Woods going. Landscaping. Yeah, so that's yeah. how they know that it's his hat. So the the brother confronts him, and you know they they obviously because the hat. But then the other kid that was there that told him about Lucas in the first place, he's fucking still there. <laughs> kid never leaves. He lives there. He just everyone just happens. To, that's what I'm saying. Everything just fucking works out for all of these goddamn people. They don't have to look too fucking hard. Anyways, he tells them where they're going, and then they find out that they were sabotaged by the bad guy. So now, we're back to the kids. They've played 72 out of the 97 games, they say. I don't know where they get this fucking 97. Fucking games. Yeah, sure either. I don't, well, where does 97 come into play? I have no idea. Is that and before Goobs, or after me? <laughs> <laughs> Goobs, how many episodes, how many fucking games have we played for this, our fucking podcast? A lot. 120 something. Yep. Could we have played 72 fucking games in, I don't know, let's just say this is taking... I know how many days this whole thing takes place in, but it takes place in nine days, they say. Uh, Could we play 72 games in nine days? No way in hell. No. And again, we're not savants. Yeah, that's true. But they're also fucking traveling on foot across country. It's movie magic, Toby. That's oh. right. Magic of Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Fucking logic, guys. Logic. Hell okay. Yeah. So, like we said, bad guy paid to have the truck scrapped. Bad guy's in Reno now looking for the kids. He happens to go to the same pool that the kids are and bumps <laughs> right into fucking Corey. Oh, right before that, though, one part that Toby missed in this movie, I told Jen to watch out for. Oh, yes. With the old, the, the guy's talking to, like, a person at the resort. At the, like, at, at a bar, you know. And she's, he's trying to, like, have you seen these children? And she's like, yeah. And right next to him the whole time. Oh, my God. This is old guy who's, like, wearing just a banana hammock. A Super bright tanned, bright-colored speaker. And there's no need for him to, like, you can see his nuts. Like, there's no need for this old guy just to be standing no. here. He's probably, like, somebody's uncle who wanted to be in the movie or something. Like, it's just it caught me so off guard. Yeah, it's very fuck? out of place for sure. Corey ends up running back inside, trying to you know get to Jimmy before this fucking hey. bad guy gets in there. 
he, the bad guy, fucking just annihilates this old person in the casino. Just this guy's an asshole, man. He hits the. Hold on, there's a point that I'm bringing this up. He fucking shoulder checks this person off both of their feet. They hit the ground, and oh, it broke their fucking hip. No one does a goddamn thing. What? And when they get, he gets close to Jimmy and stuff. I don't remember if he grabs her or not. But the girl goes. No, he grabs Jimmy. Yeah, he grabs Jimmy and okay, he's dragging he, him. He grabs Jimmy and she screams, He touched my, my breast! breast. <laughs> and the security is fucking right there. As they the rightfully first, should be. The first sign of any kind of. Well, when you see the way this figure. guy looks as well. Yeah, he's <laughs> like all beat up. He's dirty. He's like ragged looking because he's been driving this piece Stressed of shit out. car. He's yeah. Gonna, he's not my get livelihood. Paid. But that's what I'm saying is like they don't give a fuck that this old fucker just broke his hip, but or that I he's mean, trying to abduct another child. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Like, and no one stops and like, okay, we got to sort this out, kids. Where are your parents? Yeah, uh, we're taking this guy to jail. No, kids, just fucking get yeah, out. Yeah, they free. just book it. Yeah. So now the dad is getting more addicted to the Nintendo games while the son is fixing. Yeah, it. he's hooking it up because well, we got to take him to a scrapyard. Yeah, they got the scrapyard. The they're like, oh, do you have the truck? Oh, we just bought it here. We thought it was just like uh, some guy said, take it away. So Unlucky we already for you. We started stripping it. <laughs> yeah, they go and the truck's completely bare. Yeah, it's like stripped. It's Everything much a frame. right down to the frame in the cab still. And then, uh, so as Nick and the boys are uh, putting it all back together, the dad's sitting there playing fucking Nintendo. video game, lazy dad. <laughs> yeah. And this is when I was like, he doesn't give a fuck. Just about showing him he's becoming more lighthearted because he's kind of a fucking hard yeah, ass. Yeah, he was pretty like movie. uptight at the beginning. Yeah. So they end up going to Haley's house to hide out magically, I guess, because they just fucking all of a sudden are there. And this is when I realized these kids have fucking powers and they can teleport and things just happen for them. They have good luck powers. Well, they got out of the cab. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, they had money. They, yeah, they had money, and they go, they took a cab to her house. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, house is like a, a, I don't know. we didn't know where her house was, and it just happens to be. Well, she right always here in Reno. she always said, "I'm from Reno. My house is in Reno." She made that clear. Oh, see, I must have like, missed like yeah, that, they're like, "We're going like, to Reno because I live there." Like, yeah, yeah. Well, she ends up having a deep conversation with Corey and Aww. tells her about her mom having a gambling problem and the money. That's how she learned contest. how to play craps. Yeah. Yeah. And the money was supposed to help save the, her family, basically. Buy a house for her and her dad. Yeah. Right. And Corey tries to go in for a kiss and Haley fucking clocks him in the face. Yeah, screw you. And then, and then kisses she kisses him. him. Yeah. yeah. Which is cute. <laughs> yeah. They're sitting on top of the trailer that she owns or that her dad owns. Yeah. So now the bad dude calls information for Haley Brooks. He knows her last name now, magically. Yeah, and like, no offense, information's never going to have the phone number listed under the name of a child. It would be under her dad's name. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, but. But how does he even know who Haley Brooks is? Exactly, right? How did he even know her last name? It's his child locating powers. Totally. He knows. So <laughs> he finds out where she lives because his powers <laughs> i don't know magic uh the, the dude finds them and gets jimmy in his busted ass car and this is really sad because he has no he literally only cares about the money he doesn't care about this kid he just scoops him up and pulls him away carries him as this kid is like kicking and screaming locks him in the back of the car and proceeds to laugh at him when he tries to get out yeah <laughs> like such a dick 
So as the dude is driving down the road, uh, he gets surrounded by a bunch of semi trucks. This is yeah, my favorite part. Haley, of the whole she's movie. like, I got some friends, and then she calls the Skippy or whatever spanky? the spanky, spanky, and then fucking he gets all of his truck driver buddies together. No, 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 no. no. She specifically says he stole the semi truck, borrowed from old Pete. <laughs> This fucking guy is now stealing for this young girl. Well, it's all okay, for Jimmy, bro. So now the kids and Spanky drive to Los Angeles in this big fucking semi truck that he stole so they can be in this contest. Video Armageddon. Bum, 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 bum. Well, you missed the part with uh, Buddy getting surrounded. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. So the guy like sees. That's your second. Just... Okay, fine. My second favorite part of the whole movie. The guy he's driving, and there's like two transports coming up on him. So he like hits the brakes and swerves to the side, and then there's two more transports coming up, and they're like, the truckers come out, and the one guy's like doing the fist in the hand thing, and he's like, "You touch her breast." He's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh yeah. no!" Then, yeah, oh no! And then they get the kid out, and then yeah, then they go I off. I kind of wish they would have kept that joke going a couple more times. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just because at this point it's just hysterical now. Yeah. Now this contest, they get there, they get, they just fucking spanky, just drops them off, and is like, right, "Good luck." And like, and what fucking... timing? They literally made it. They're like, "You have ten minutes, go." Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> so the contest looks like an underground, like fucking fight club, and for some reason, it's smoky as shit in this little building. Yeah, the yeah, kids just the kids are chain smoking, man. Jeez. Apparently. So they walk in and Lucas, at the, first off, they, they get Jimmy signed up and he gets his number and everything. And they walk in to one of the rounds that's happening and it's Lucas and he's winning the round. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My notes don't make sense. This is where I started getting really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy's playing. He, it's his turn to play. And it cuts to the bad guy. And he's in the arena now. The top scores are Lucas, some other kid that we don't know, and Jimmy. Let's make it very, I will say that this movie did great because the other kid that you, we don't know, her name was like Mora or Myra. And it, so the third finalist was a female, which is pretty awesome as a girl, especially in the 80s, to see representation in a movie. Is yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give that 100% because, uh, yeah. They could have just made it another Three guys, boy. yeah, because yeah. especially in the 80s, it was like girls didn't really play video games, and if you did, it was like fucking princess video pony games bullshit. For boys. Yeah, exactly, especially games like that, you know. Yeah. So, the announcer tells everyone that they will be playing a new game, and Haley is pissed. She's like, what? What? What, what, what do you mean a new game? She spent all this time and money, supposedly, money, but on some fucking calling buddy. Yeah. All for nothing. Did she have to pay him overtime? <laughs> <laughs> so now it cuts to the bad guy, and now the mom is there all of a sudden magically. And this is where she says, it's been nine days. That's how I know it's been nine days, because she tells us that. Then shit fucking head. <sighs> fucking Lucas, cocksucker. Cause he, he's afraid that he's going to lose yeah, to Jimmy. He thinks he'll lose. Yeah. So he wants to take Jimmy out of the equation, so he... He's a fucking snitch. And yeah, he points him out. Stitches or sits. Snitches get stitches. stitches. <laughs> like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, what a dirt rats him out and uh, tells him they're in there. There they are. Yeah, they're right, they're right next to the family pretty much. Yeah, they're like maybe not even five feet away from each other. Like, 
So the kids take off running. <laughs> Again. This starts a fucking montage chase. Montage. Montage chase. You were close. Ooh, that was a Universal Studios. Yes. Which is awesome. I love how like when Putnam's walking around or like he gets scared by Dracula and he's got Frank walking around behind him and he's like, piss off. And like, yeah, the wolf man. Like, it's so awesome. So and then the the dad and the big brother show up and then they join in on the goddamn chase. Because why the fuck? Yeah, they're going on like a monorail kind of like a a tram tour for the backlot of Universal. Yeah, it's the backlot tour. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) they're on the train, but no one's like. There's kids running away from this old guy. Yeah, no one's, no people, one's stopping. That's the thing. I'm like, some people are like, oh, but nobody's trying to stop the man chasing the children. <laughs> nobody's trying to yes. stop the children who are being chased. They're just like, get out of the way. <laughs> they end up putting themselves in real danger, yeah. too. Because they, they end sure up did. like where King Kong, the confrontation is. And there's yeah. like fire going all over the fucking place. It's pretty <laughs> intense. They're yeah. behind the scenes of the ride, like with all these moving gears and parts. Like, they could have fucking all died. Yeah. They yeah. All because this fucking guy's chasing. And I love the guy on the speaker. This is just supposed to be a calm ride. <laughs> Freaking out! Like it's so funny. The Actually, tour guide or whatever he says. Uh, he says. He says, "Just sit down and have fun." That's it. Just sit, sit down, down and have, and have fun. fun. Yeah, he's just, just like flipping like out. Yeah. Yeah. So. During this whole chase, he, Jimmy and Corey and Haley get cornered, but the contest is about to begin. And oh yeah, they're well, they're okay. They're on this tram. They go all over the fucking place. When they started right out front of the building, yeah, they end up in a ventilation system. Yeah, on top of the Which where the no contest sense, is whatever. Moving no, logic. No, the, the logic it's fucking out the window in this fucking train ride. We don't give a shit about logic, guys. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I didn't so, until this part, that I'm like, okay. <laughs> so now they're trapped, and they're yelling. They see fucking Lucas below, and they're like, Lucas, tell him to hold on. We're right here. And Lucas just is like, uh-huh, nope. <laughs> he can hear them, but no one else yeah. can hear them. And the announcer is, like, counting down, calling them, hoping, because they're like, where is he? Then they find this magical elevator thing. Yeah, kind of like a dumbwaiter, but like a cargo elevator, I guess. It just drops them, and so this big, like, curtain... It's not a curtain, it's like a wall, but it's like, like a, a screen. video game looking. Ah, it's like the fucking yeah, it, uh, entrance to the Technodrome. <laughs> yes, yeah, it lifts, and there's smoke and stuff, and, like, the video game console starts moving forward to the, the front of the stage, and fucking Jimmy's just sitting there, chilling. So He's epic. Like, what's up? I really guys? like the announcer for uh, the contest as well. He was a little hype for me oh no that's great that's pure like i guess it's what it would be like video game or video arcade talk true definitely yeah that was a shit up here in canada it was awesome so this new game that they talk about is super mario Mario brothers Brothers 3 mind blown as a kid yeah uh this was the the we we talked about this in fun facts on our mario 3 review where this was the first introduction to super mario brothers 3 let's leave it at that because there's more of an explanation in fun facts this edition oh nice so we'll just leave it at that first appearance mario brothers 3 (laughs) so they explain the rules of the competition with this game you got 10 minutes for the best score and you're the winner so race is on the race is on. The How intense. Finds, like, 
Oh. Uh, d- these people, this crowd is crazy too. But the dad finds Corey and is super proud of his f- of his son for being a finalist, even though he only played two rounds. Yeah, but still, you know. Okay. For a kid okay. who's like. They they thought he was useless, pretty much. Yeah, right? like because he barely spoke. I mean, his mom and stepdad put him in a fucking home. So, like, for this kid to be on a stage by himself, excelling at something, is pretty amazing. Let alone making it to the fucking yeah, challenge. doing very well. Yeah. Okay, but the dad had to scream, "Watch out for the mushrooms!" Because he's trying to show that he cares. Listen, this is where we get a lot of really bad like quotes yelled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Yeah. Get so to the warp zone. Yes. <laughs> How do you know there's a warp zone? Dude, I have that written out of my notes. You How guys want to stop they knowing know? all the fun facts? I'm just kidding. It's fucking in the movie. <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> so it's a new game and you know, like you said, Corey tells him about the warp zone, and that's one of my big questions is how does he know? So Jimmy wins. At the last second. We're just gonna cut all the drama out of it. Fucking Jimmy wins. Hell last yeah, second. he does. Fucking dominates Lucas. The other girl, she the didn't both parents, both sets of parents are fucking happy. So proud, yeah. The the girl comes in third. Lucas comes second. Jimmy first. All because he got the star. Yeah, <laughs> the star Jimmy. You know, not gonna lie, I had no idea that what you got mattered in points. Does it actually in Mario? Uh, yeah, because I know I learned that was like today when I learned that I was like, oh, oh, don't say it. No, I didn't. I I made sure I didn't say it. You're today years old. But yeah, today I realized that. Oh, wow. Hate that saying so much. Okay, so Jimmy is riding with his mom now after the contest. He wins. Everyone's proud. Corey rides with his dad in the fucking magic truck. That's just fucking brand spanking new. Well, they put all they put it all back together. Yeah, they rebuilt it. They use different parts. That's why it's different colors now. And they managed to put the tree back in that he's carrying around the whole right. fucking movie. Like it's a fucking tree. Just to show it's landscaping. They rebuilt... They disassembled and rebuilt a truck in a nine-day... It's a magical truck, Goobs. It's a magical truck. It's a goddamn magical truck. <laughs> That's it. It's magic. All this is magic powers. <sighs> okay. So... Jimmy wants to pull over because he sees a dinosaur and he says, California, California, California. And like, get your tissues, boys yes. and girls. So they happen to they're at, go... a, they're at a famous dinosaur park, yeah. like a truck stop with a giant T-Rex and a brontosaurus. Apparently they had a family photo taken oh. at this very spot. When his sister was still alive and the mom and the dad were still married. Oh, my heart. And Jimmy just wanted to go there again where he was happy. The last place everyone was together. And he wanted to leave all of his his lunchbox. So like all all of his belongings and like his memories of Jennifer there. So they drive off into the sunset in the magic truck. while. Oh, he says something too, doesn't he? Jimmy says something different. Yeah, he says something. And then the mom and the da- and the stepdad are like, she looks at the dad and is like, we'll talk when we get back. And then take the kids back. Yeah, Jimmy goes with them and then the mom and the stepdad. So I'm like, are they going to break up? Because like Jimmy clearly wants the family back together, right? Everybody <laughs> yeah. is very happy. and like they Because the dad wasn't together. allowed to keep Jimmy. So now yeah. he's allowed to see Jimmy. So he gives Jimmy like the Jimmy jumps in his arms. He's in the biggest hug and 
It's just so fucking sweet. I was yeah. bawling like a baby. And now they drive off into the sunset in the magic truck while Haley kisses Jimmy on the cheek and then kisses Corey on the cheek and then Jimmy gives her a kiss back. Yeah, he I know, does. And then it's like it's like they just adopted her. Like they all when they put yeah. their arms around everybody, they're all walking together. It's just like she's part of the family now. Then the movie ends. They, they kidnap this this little girl. Legit. Then <laughs> the movie ends. One thing I want to add is any time they could, the number 69 appeared on the movie. That's funny. I never noticed that. Like when when the when they get extra time in Rad Racer, it just happens to be on 69. When uh when you see Lucas, his number is 169 on the back of his uh for for his contest number. At one point when he's in the lead, it shows his score, it says 69,000. They don't show Jimmy's score when he's like about to pass uh, Lucas's score, they they show it at sixty nine thousand. That's funny. So anytime they can, I noticed it so many other places too. Like they they just children wrote this movie. <laughs> children put in children jokes. <laughs> <sighs> okay, that's the movie. We we talked about it all. Bean, you want to give us some fun facts? Oh my god! Wait, shut shut your mouth. Is- it's time for Fun Facts with Jenny B. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that was fun. So buckle in, because I found a bunch. Um, and then I thought it would be fun to go over like bloopers and mistakes after, because I thought that would be funny. So the first fun fact has to do with why Super Mario Brothers 3 was included in the movie. So in 88, there was a shortage, a shortage of ROM chip chips. I can't talk. Okay, I'm start over, sorry. Uh, in 98, there was a shortage of ROM chips, and the preparation version of Super Mario Bros. 2 for the West delayed several of Nintendo's game releases in North America. Those delayed products included Mario, Super Mario Bros. 3 and Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link. The delay presented Nintendo with an opportunity to promote the game in a feature film. So in 89, uh, Tom Pollock of Universal approached Nintendo of America's marketing development about a video game film inspired by Nintendo video game competitions. Uh, He envisioned a video game version of Tommy for younger audiences. So Nintendo decided to license its project for inclusion in the film. Uh, During production, the filmmakers were granted approval from Nintendo regarding the script and the portrayal of its games. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 was one of the products shown in the film and was used in the final scene. So, despite the film touting itself as, this is kind of funny, despite the film touting itself as featuring the first public reveal of Super Mario Brothers 3, the game had already been released in Japan the previous year. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's next? Um, I thought it was kind of cool. This movie was filmed from June 5th to July 25th. So they filmed this whole movie in like a month and a half, just under two That's months. That's pretty quick. That's pretty cool. Oh, I could tell. Hey. Um, the original cut of the movie was two and a half hours long. It's cut down to 96 minutes for the theatrical release. Um, that extended cut is pretty much the back, more of the backstory of Corey and Jimmy. Um, if you, there was a re-release of this movie on DVD in 2020 with special features and stuff, and it includes this 2.5 hour version. Jesus Christ. Of the movie. So Guess what we're reviewing next time, Toby. Fuck you, buddy. You, hey, man, you make me play Lolo 2, we're watching that. <laughs> you make me play Bubsy 3D, we're watching that. 
So this movie had a six million dollar budget. It debuted at number five. Yeah, it was all for that airplane. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it debuted at number five, earning two million one hundred forty-two thousand five hundred twenty-five dollars, and the total gross at the end of the run was fourteen million two hundred seventy-eight nine hundred dollars. So like it doubled its budget. So that's good. Looks like a success to me, although critics hated it. Um, I thought this was really cool. This, the truck that Spanky borrows from old Pete, so the truck that you said that he stole, this is the same truck that was driven by Sylvester Stallone's character, Lincoln Hawk, for the majority of the 1987 film Over the Top. <laughs> you can even see the Hawkins hauling on the door as Spanky climbs out of the cab to rescue Jimmy from Putnam. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the sounds that are made when Lucas punches in his power glove, please, keys, is the five classic <laughs> tones from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Which I is, didn't notice yeah, that. I, I noticed cool. the noise. Yeah, but it's the five classic tones from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> um, this is cool, too. On September 16th, 2016, PAX West, uh, 2016, concluded... Arcade Expo? Yeah, concluded with a replica of the Supermother... Bro Super Mario Brothers 3 tournament from the movie. Um, this is funny too. So obviously, like you know how names translate to different companies. So in Germany, the movie is Joystick Heroes. Um, in Spain, it's The <laughs> Little that, Wizard. You know what? I like Joystick Heroes. So do funny. I. Yeah. Uh, Spain, it's The Little Wizard. Uh, Finland, it's Game Over. Folks, oh, not, not bad. Sweden, it's Game Boy, and the the French Canadian version translates to the Child Genius. No, that's the weakest like Game, of all. Yeah, Game Boy would have would have been fine, except it would have if he would have had a Game Boy yeah, the whole time. Too. Exactly right. Um, participating. Like a, yep, it would have been really cool actually. Yeah. Uh, participating theaters gave out pocket-sized versions of Nintendo Power called Pocket Power when you would buy tickets to see oh, this movie on cool. release weekend. I wonder how much those go for now. That's oh, what probably I'll look a up. lot. Keep talking yeah. and I'll look it up. Uh, so they don't actually mention Jimmy's disorder, but it is strongly implied to be autism. Uh, the filmmakers decided not to mention this to avoid comparison to Rain Man, uh, the Tom Cruise movie where it's very pro autism is very prominent. And weren't you telling right. me that right. the same thing happened in Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, you'll, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, the woman in the film who says, Roger, it's them again, is the same lady who dies trying to get off the bus in speed. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jenny Lewis, who played Haley, went on to become the lead singer of the indie rock band Rilo Kylie. I don't know them. This is fun. Hey, go ahead. update real quick. How uh, much does it so go for a pocket power? They they go, look like they go for around 50 to $60. Hey, that's not bad. Condition. No, they're kind of cool looking, too. That's cool. Um, it I, says the wizard. Nobody likes thing. pocket power. That's awesome. <laughs> now I'm playing with pocket power. <laughs> <laughs> you can play with pocket power while you... No, actually, don't play with pocket power while you do this. Um, the first on-screen appearance of a young Tommy Maguire can be seen as one of Lucas's friends just after the video Armageddon finalists are announced. And he oh, is rocking funny. one hell of a fucking mullet. And like once you know to look for him, it is like legit him. Like You can place it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the movie inadvertently pretty much created esports. Before this, there was no big video game competitions. Uh, the Nintendo World Championships, which was arguably the first major organized video game tournament, was spun directly out of this movie in 1990. Uh, they followed it up in 91, 92, and then they did a, another tournament in 94 to promote the release of the SNES. 
You know, I was I was just sitting here thinking about that this movie probably I mean as as big as like video games were back then, they're much bigger now and more widely accepted by grown-ups. You know, back then yeah. it was like, "Oh, that's a kids toy." So I I was thinking about the box office and I was like, "Man, you know, if it it, it sounds like it did decent enough in the box office, but like we're about to have Ryan Reynolds come out with this movie called Free Guy and Which it's a video game movie. And I guarantee you that movie's going to do so well. And it's so funny just to see like 30 years difference of like how video games are looked at. Like, Perceived, oh, this yeah. is, I don't know. I, I, sorry, that was just a side thought I had. That is super cool. Uh, next point I have is the ending of the movie was literally written the night before it was shot. Um, <laughs> Holland wrote this Obviously. to give Jimmy more of a character arc because originally he wasn't supposed to speak at all. Not California, not nothing. No, no what? Again. California. Um, and the, the main reason that this is still part of the movie is because they literally didn't have time to cut it out. Like, because it was done the night before. Um, wow. Holland admittedly hated video games when he agreed to do this movie. He was put in charge within two days of interviewing for it. Thanks mainly in part to being able to work with Fred Savage's Wonder Years schedule. Because at the same time, Fred Savage was big star of the Wonder Years. Uh, many NES, NES, NES games featured were available on Nintendo's Play Choice 10 cabinet, which I had never heard of. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty they, much it was they, a cabinet that. Go ahead. Well, yeah. One of the cabinets that they play at that little Reno arcade is a Play, Cho- play Choice 10. So. Yeah. So pretty much you could alternate freely through a number of games until your time ran out, though, I guess. And then you put another quarter. Yep. Um, yep. I'm not going to bother going over all the games that made appearances because you pretty much mentioned them all already. I, there was a couple that I missed, but it's not that big of a deal. I have Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Bro- Brothers 3, Double Dragon, Rad Racer, TMNT, Mega Man 2, RC Pro-Am, F1 Dream, Contra, Zelda 2, and China Gate. Um, the film got terrible reviews. Siskel and Ebert called it, and I quote, a, que- a cleverly disguised advert for the Universal Studios Tour and Nintendo. <laughs> Which it is, because this movie, everywhere you look product placement arcade cabinet with a tom petty poster on it they're sitting outside of a 7-eleven with a coke or a pepsi can on the curb of a car with 7-eleven underneath them like this movie is product placement uh christian slater mainly took the role of nick because he really wanted to work with bo bridges that's why he decided to take the role they played really well they together did. yeah yeah oh we've got to touch on the one scene too i'll just talk briefly here where uh he was just saying uh Nick was going to his dad, like, hey, like, I really, like, even though all this shit's going on. Well, he tried to on, have, like, a heart talk yeah. with him in the hotel, yeah. He's like, even though all this shit's going on, I really, like, I'm enjoying my time. I'm trying to say, like, remember when we would take family, like, he's trying to reminisce about yeah, the Yeah, then that's when that starts yelling, that's when he breaks out the video yeah, games. Yeah, and then the dad plays digitals. video games after, yeah. Um, despite the story starting in Utah, it was all filmed in Nevada and California. So when he was Nevada walking down the where? street, cow... California. <laughs> um, surprisingly enough, the word Nintendo is only heard twice in this movie. Because pretty much Nintendo gave them like the licensing to use everything, but they had nothing to do with the movie, which is why like when we go through bloopers, there's so many like continuity game errors that it's ridiculous. Um, the set for video Armageddon was inspired by the movie Alien, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. 
Uh, okay, now this is what we're going to end off our fun facts because it's kind of a downer before we go into bloopers. But um, after the movie, Jackie Vinson, who played Lucas, seemed to disappear until 2011 when he was discovered on a list of sex offenders. Oh, oh, yeah. geez. Right? But I was like, how can we not put it in there? But yeah. So I knew this guy was an we asshole. We all knew Lucas was a douche. <laughs> so. Damn. Okay. Fuck, man. Keep your power glove to yourself, oh, right. bro. <laughs> I think you guys will find this the, the blue. Sorry about part. that off-color joke, but <laughs> I think that was well. Well time. So I don't know if anybody ever looks at IMDb, but IMDb has always like the goofs of movies. So that's where I'm getting these bloopers from. So it's uh, time for bloopers with Bean. <laughs> <laughs> so after playing Double Dragon at the bus stop, Corey remarks that Jimmy scored fifty thousand points. Jimmy played for less than two minutes. In real life, that would have had that would have to play through almost the entire game, which would take much longer. So there's no way. In hell, that could get 50,000 points. That's why he's a wizard. Magic. Magic. Uh, when Sam is driving down the highway... He's right a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wizard, Corey. <laughs> I always like um, like when things in movies don't match up, so this one's funny. Um, when Sam's driving down the highway before he gets his tires slashed, the tree in the back of his truck that you mentioned has like no leaves. When he runs out to the restaurant later and he sees his tire slash, it's a full fucking tree. Yeah, right? they grow. <laughs> But just when he goes in the restaurant for five minutes? Well, there's magic. right in the desert. Lots of sun. Uh, during, magic. <laughs> during, lots of magic. Lots of magic. <laughs> during Haley's first call to the Nintendo Game Counselor, the game on his monitor changes from Turtles to a cut from Ninja Ryu Kenden. Yep, that's, that's, that's a game I couldn't recognize. Yeah. Uh, when Putnam grabs Corey at the hotel, he spills Corey's milkshake all over his clothes. Next shot, clean clothes. Uh, this is about the darts. So when Corey is throwing darts at the map, one shot shows two yellow darts on Wyoming and Arizona. In the next shot, the yellow darts have disappeared and a blue dart is on Utah. <laughs> During video game Armageddon, Jimmy gains points when he loses lives. As video gamers, we know that never happens. Oh, this is, this is funny. Sorry, just because of the song. Sam and Nick travel in the truck during the Send Me an Angel. Oh, yeah. There's so many random songs in this movie. It's great. And it's literally the same scene from earlier before the truck was damaged. So they just reused the scene. Uh, when the kids first arrive in Reno in the limbo, a nearby clock shows 12.01. In the next shot, it says 11.37. <laughs> oh, this is the other thing that Jimmy says. When Jimmy says, Corey, I don't want to go home, Haley's purse disappears and reappears. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the movie, inside the dinosaur, Corey takes a picture from Jimmy. The camera cuts to their family and then back to them. Corey takes the photo from Jimmy a second time. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, when Haley and Corey and Jimmy ride with the farmers and the cows, the driver... Just proven back. Toby right with all these, eh? But these, these are what makes the movie fun and makes it a cult classic. We can skip some of them. <laughs> How many more are there? It's long. There's like 40 of them. I'll just look No, okay. No, we're not doing 40 more. <laughs> okay, factual errors. Here we go. Uh, in the final round, the announcer states that Lucas and Mora have com completed World 2 of Super Mario Brothers 3 88 when they've actually finished World 1 Stage 3. Yeah, he was calling all the levels wrong. Yeah, uh, while yeah playing... everything about it was, was wonky. Yeah, while playing the three rednecks in the arcade, Haley announces that Jimmy has reached 470,000 in climbing on F1 Dream. The marquee on the game is wrong. The game is actually full throttle. Oh, see, I thought it was Rad Racer. Yeah, close. It's, it looks just like the Rad Racer car. Um, I thought it did. Yeah. 
all of the video consoles at Nintendo, oh, sorry, all of the Nintendo consoles at Video Armageddon are off. Because if they were on, there would be the red, red light. light. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's super funny. When Nick's father plays Legends of Zelda 2 at the mechanics, Nick unplugs the video game controller from the console and the console stops. In real life, we all know it would stay on. Right. Uh, at the beginning of Highway Star, when Lucas uses the power glove to steer the game, he turns the glove to the right, but the car veers to the left. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, none of the dice rolls during the craps game match what the dealer's calling. Uh, um, you know what? I thought that there was something funny. I was like, did I see that right? I didn't have my glasses on, though. Uh, Lucas' power glove beeps when he enters his code. Real-life power gloves don't beep when buttons are inputted. Damn, that's disappointing if I ever get a power glove now. This is like something that we said, too. Like, the announcer states that the final will be a new game that they've never played before, Super Mario 3. Yet Haley seems to know that Jimmy needed to find the warps and knew what the flute was for. <laughs> <laughs> um, while he's playing Ninja Ryu Kenden, Haley says it's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. Well, the, g- the game clearly shows two bars missing on his health meter. <laughs> Uh, when Sam <laughs> plays Legend of Zelda 2, he says he was on the Sixth Palace and passed the River Devil. In the actual game, the River Devil is an obstacle, not an enemy or a boss, and only appears on the overhead map. <laughs> um, so Haley says Jimmy had trouble with Rampage and Dr. Chaos, but those two weren't part of the Play Choice 10 series. Because pretty much every game was shown to be played on the Play Choice 10, right? So uh, Rampage was a self-cabinet arcade game and Dr. Chaos was NES only. And that is all I have for fun facts and bloopers. Nice. There was more, but I cut them off because, you know, Goop said too much, too much. (laughs) You did an amazing job uh, picking up my slack. Good job, Jenny B. Thank you. That was a lot of fun facts. Um, I hope you learned something. Oh, I did. Should should we just kind of rate this movie now? Yeah, we can give it a quick rating, because this is, is the longest fucking episode we've done. So we'll just state ahead of time that uh, this movie has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I am I apologize, I don't really know what this website is, but 23% on Metacritic. So that's the internet's ratings for this movie. Look, I'm <laughs> I felt to do this during the episode, but I gotta do it every episode. Show the tall hands. Tall hands! Hey, I'm drinking White Claws as we talk about this movie right Fuck now. yeah. Nice. Black Cherry? Uh, yes, actually. Hell Black yeah. Cherry. Nice. <laughs> claws for tall hands. Uh, so, I'm going to make my mind just real simple. The movie was fun in certain places. If you just fucking don't put any logic into this movie at all. Uh, I did love that there was so many video game references in a you know, early, late 80s, early 90s movies. I think that's really cool. Other than that, like, I don't ever see me wanting to watch this movie again. It was so fucking long. I was so... It was an hour and a half. Hour and it was 36 I, minutes. Here's the, here's the other thing. We agreed upon this movie because we thought we could both watch it on Netflix. Uh-uh. Oh, Not you couldn't? in the United States. Oh, it's on Canadian Netflix, but... It's Canadian Netflix. <laughs> But I saw it not too long ago. That's why I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. I paid fourteen ninety nine <laughs> on Voodoo, and I fucking unfortunately... Worth every penny. Worth every penny. <laughs> sorry, Toby. Don't and be it was sorry. It's a beautiful movie. 
it was an hour and 40 minutes and I just kept like pausing it like fucking 45 more minutes like it just dragged on forever <laughs> anyways uh, so I'm gonna give it a six I don't I don't need to watch it again I don't think it's that great it's not it's not below average but it's it's almost there so six. Oh, you want me to go? Um, Okay, I'm going to make it very clear. I love 80s movies. The shittier the movie, the better to me. And I love movies about kids on a mission like this, Stand By Me, Challengers, all that shit. I love kids on a mission movies. I think this movie... Adventures of Babysitting? Yep. Like, I think this movie is really beautiful in the sense that it tackles an awkward subject but without bringing it, like, vocalizing what that subject is. Um, I love the backstory of the family. I bawled like a little bitch. Every time they got further, I was like, yeah, California! Like, I love this movie. I will watch it again probably in the next couple days. The next time I can go to a store, I'm going to try to find the 2020 version with all the special features. I give this movie a solid, like, 8.5 out of 10. Oh, shit. I like this movie a lot. But again, I like this kind of movie. A gritty 80s movie, but, like, gritty as in, like, hitchhiking and shit like that. Not, like, oh, down and gritty, but, like, just a movie about kids on a mission. And they accomplish that mission with a happy ending. And, like, in my mind... The mom drives home, breaks up with the douchebag, gets back together with the dad, they adopt the girl, it's a big happy family, like... But no, because the, the girl's fucking they kissed already. Well, they don't adopt her, but, like, they let her live there. Like, okay, they let her... whatever. But then, you know like, what, I mean? what like, about the poor stepdad? He's an innocent victim and all No, this. the stepdad's an asshole. Did you hear what he talked about that child? Yeah, he, he was... He talked about that child like the child was an animal and useless. Oh, he'd go by the river, and the mom's like, the kid never went by a river in his fucking life. Well, he did. Well... But then they're like, oh, we had to put him in a home and this and that. That was all the dad, not the mom. Like, stepdad, right? Stepdad, I found, was real dick. So, yeah, for me, 8.5. I'll watch this movie again probably, like, next weekend. I dig it while I'm stitching. What about you, babe? I really enjoyed my second watch. Hey, he's my babe, not yours. Of this. Uh, I, not, my, not my second watch, my watch of this movie. Yeah, you're recent. Yes. I, uh... Just sat down, watched it, went in open-minded, and just haven't seen this movie in a few years. Absolutely enjoyed it. I was laughing at certain scenes. My mind was boggled at other scenes, like yeah. that man with the bikini yeah. on. Banana hammock. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is he doing to stand in there for like 30, 40 seconds? And like, why is this girl at the casino and no one's doing nothing? But throw logic aside, it's a fun little popcorn flick. You can sit down and watch it. Watch it with your family, watch it by yourself, watch it with friends, you can have a good laugh. Yeah, if you're a Nintendo Take fan... Take a shot like, every time he says California. California! California! And then uh, you'll have a or great six, night. Or C69, apparently. Yeah, or C69. <laughs> or, like, so throw, uh, throw something at your TV every time you see Lucas, because we realize he's oh, a bad yeah, person. Now Lucas life. is a piece of shit. <laughs> Real life he Lucas was then, is, is now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, and it's a heartfelt comedy, like adventure kind of. You learn the like the the different dynamics between the families, and I really fucking enjoyed myself. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight, man. Heck yeah, babe. That's a high five. All right. Well, with all of our scores combined, one of my favorite movies that we watched for this. Series. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. <laughs> you did Mortal Kombat too, right? So after Mortal, hey, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat is great. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Your favorite after Mortal Kombat. I kind of really I enjoyed Double Dragon as well. The, the, the shitty. But I, 
I love the shitty 80s shitty movies. Shitty campy and, shit, man. Yeah, I love it. I'm Double mean, Dragon was 90s, but anyways. Uh, well, late okay. 80s, early 90s. <laughs> All three of our scores combined, it's a 7.5. It's very passable if you're a video game fan, we feel like. Or, like, 80s. <laughs> yeah, or if you like retro. But, like, seriously, for 96 minutes, it's not that long, you know? And it, it's a good watch. It's you'll so have long. a good laugh. You'll have a couple, like, head scratchers, like, what the hell? But it's a good so story. Long. Like, it's a good story of, like, a brother doing something, like, for his half-brother like that's just his half-brother he didn't even live with him he went out of his way to break him out of a home and take him to you know what a cool thing all the kid ever wanted to go to was california (laughs) i thought it was beautiful all right guys we are going to wrap up the show and we our popcorn take off our 3d glasses Get Make sure you pick leave. up your trash. Yep, take your garbage on the way out. <laughs> but before you do that, we got to shout out our motherfucking patrons. Patrons! That's right. We all love you so much, and thank you very much for supporting us. I'm blowing you kisses. You keep on giving us the love so we can finally one day get to California! <laughs> Although we'd never so we go because it's scam other hot. people out of Again, money. this show is not scripted whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Okay, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia, or you can go to badsecretmedia.com to find all the links to all the stuff. Uh, goobs. You give our patrons nicknames or associations. What is it going to be this episode? Uh, NES accessories. Nice. This will be fun. All right. So you get what you get. Don't be upset. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There's a whole big list here. I'm going to just file through because this episode is going super long. I'm sorry. I wanted to prove I was a really good researcher. You were a really good researcher. (laughs) We just talked about the whole movie, though. (laughs) It was more on us than you. Yeah. First off, we've got Obreon. Is he a Latin deck enhancer? I said deck. (laughs) Hey, I almost bought those not too long ago. That's cool. (laughs) Next, we got Hero to Millions. He's a Battle Station 2. Nice. Nice. Next up, Paprika. He's the NES controller basic. (laughs) He's a basic bitch. I'm kidding. I love you. I'm kidding. I love you. Love you. You're not basic. I could have picked up something way worse, but like, nah. Let's just go for the walls. (laughs) Next up, we got Attic Bug. He is the Freedom Connection. (laughs) I don't know what that one is. The adapter to convert any controller into a wireless one. Oh, wow. Nice. What about level one noob? He is the game handler. Sounds pretty I don't know good. that one either. It's a one-handed flight stick that controls by tilting. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> sweet Eric. <laughs> uh, next up, Martin Long. The innovation joypad. Ooh, clever. Hmm. Innovative. Keith Gasper. Dammer. What was that one? NES Advantage clone. It's gonna jam your signal, bro. <laughs> what about Chris Copeland? Laser scope. Fat Shags. Fat Shags is a master. Sorry, miracle piano. Ooh. <laughs> I've never heard of that one either. Sounds like fun. They had like a legit like piano. piano controller. Oh, yeah. a little piano. They had a fucking like keyboard. Oh wow, you that's amazing. The NES. That's She's so had to play cool. Piano. Wow. What about Trey Dishman? 
The power pad. <laughs> I wonder if everyone's ever had sex on the power pad. Ew, don't even talk about that. <laughs> Last but not least, the librarian, Mass Llama. He's the power glove, because he's... <laughs> bad llama. Patrons. What's that? It's a bad llama. <laughs> Those are our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia. Again, we've got all kinds of extra bonus episodes on our Patreon, so there's a bunch of good content up there. Some of it good, some of it bad. Just go, yeah, for a dollar. You can get all that, and you support your boys, and sometimes your gal. Heck yeah. So, uh, we'll wrap things up. We Come have... join our motherfucking Discord. Discord. Come join the family. We play video games on there. We talk a bunch of shit to each other. We talk a bunch of shit in general. Uh, a whole bunch of pop culture stuff. I'm talking really fast, trying to make this for short as I can. Come join the motherfucking Discord. Be part of the motherfucking family. Micro machines. Micro machines. Micro machines. Family. Family. <laughs> hey, and- Listen, all of our other links, just go to badsecretmedia.com. You can find everything, all our social media and all that good stuff. Just, hey, guys, one last time to, to end the show. Come on, one last time. Okay, all together? Three, all together. two, one. California! Game over, folks. BadSecretMedia.com